This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host this morning, Super Vegan Brian, and I'm joined by two co-hosts this morning, Kersey Smurferica. Hola! And David, the old the third. Hey, everybody. Howdy, guys. How are you Hi. doing in the stay-in-home-pocalypse? Uh, to steal a joke from Adam Savage, it is week 17,403 of the lockdown. <laughs> 70,403? He just does some random large number at the beginning of all his live live shows and stuff he does. <laughs> it's quite funny. He goes, you know, at first this was a joke, but it's starting to get to the point of where it's not funny anymore. <laughs> I have been enjoying the novelty of all these bands doing, like, Facebook Live concerts and stuff oh yeah uh i saw that the seatbelts did uh, uh a live one that was amazing um two bit pistols the um uh, daniel cross who does our our oh, theme fr- song friend of the doing show live stuff yeah it's doing live stuff and if you go to two bit pistols facebook page there's some cool stuff on there uh, i saw a couple of his posts on instagram um, so, um, we're going to be talking about us this morning. Um, we've done stuff like this before. Um, we're just going to talk about what makes us nerdy. Um, you know, getting to know each other a little bit better and maybe some of our interests and quirks and differences. Yes. Well, it's not like someone was mysteriously replaced with a doppelganger that was different and no one really noticed. Well, that has been (laughs) resolved. Um, we, I have, I have work on, I couldn't figure out how to activate the security protocols on our extra plane or extra dimensional portal. Um, but I, um, I did, um, I did, um, contact the TPA, you know, uh, Amelia was so kind to bring us bring us into contact with them, and you know they have security consulting for this kind of thing. Oh, um, for well, that's when, good to know. when doppelgangers replace um, people from their own dimension. So um, I'll I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the episode, and you know we'll do our to- our topic. But first, but first we're gonna play what's nerdy with you, where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they've done in the last two weeks, and then we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. I think that is a fantastic introduction, Erica. I think that might have been one of your best ones. Really? Yeah. Well, looking at the outline, it appears that I go first. So, uh, I feel so feel so validated. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had to throw it in there. All right, uh, let's see. What's nerdy with me? Well, sadly, not too much has changed. Uh, I started. We started raiding in my WoW guild uh, regularly. That's always fun. Uh, oh, and Tuesdays, because, Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Yay! Yes, yes, yes. And because uh, Strategicon got canceled, uh, they switched to just going to live to online events and such. Uh, my friend Grant, who uh, normally comes into town, uh, came into town anyway. So we've just been hanging out, you know, uh, shooting the proverbial shit, you know, wasting some time. Always, always fun. Always fun. Uh, but if you're yeah. doing something you like, is it really wasting time? Well, I mean, it does help the time go by. It's not, oh, it's not necessarily a waste, but it's we're not doing anything overly constructive. We're really productive. We're basically just sitting around and watching stuff and making jokes. They're they're fun. they're they're basically Beavis and Butthead. I've hung out with Grant and David. They're amazing. Effectively, yes. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, how about you, Erica? What's nerdy with you? Um. Well, I inadvertently blew some people at work's minds, and I didn't mean to. Always so fun. I think that's the nerdiest thing I did. Yeah. So um, with this like working from home situation, people that you normally see in the office every day, like I've gotten a lot of like Facebook friend requests. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably because like where I work is a very like inclusive place. Uh, everybody is really friendly and I think everybody just kind of started to miss each other. <laughs> so I got a lot of Facebook friend requests and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I had like a teleconference, um, with a team I don't normally work with. And one of them is one of the people that Facebook friended me and he started the conversation. He goes, Erica. <laughs> and I said, what? And he goes, now that we're friends on Facebook, everything makes so much more sense. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, uh, what are you talking about, Grant? And he's like, I had no idea you were nerdy. And then my friend Patrick, who did know and knew that we had this podcast and everything, and he goes, he goes, Oh honey, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so uh, we just started talking about like nerdy stuff that we like and you know, things that grew up playing and you know kind of like the conversation we're having today which is what made me think of this and grant is like i don't know like 21 22 he's a he's a little kid and um he was just like blown away and he was like i have so much more respect for you now and all of the things that you do like because i do a lot of like data analytics and stuff like that at work um, he goes, it makes so much more sense now. <laughs> uh, and I was just kind of like, oh, so my nerdy thing is that I passed on nerdy things to the younger nerdies. Nice. That was my nerdy thing. Brian, what was your nerdy thing? I had a few, um, but then something happened yesterday. So um, I binge watched Avatar Last Airbender on Netflix because they released the whole thing on Netflix. So I watched yes. all three seasons. So it was fantastic. And I I know it's in preparation for the live action series. I'm very much looking forward to that. I have dropped my expectations, but I I assume it's going to be good just because I think the reason why it's being created is because the movie was such a disappointment. Well, you know what happens when you assume things. Yeah, you Uma Thurman turns into a donkey. That's right. Uh, wait, what? Well, if you if you assume you make an ass out of Uma. <laughs> 
to make this joke before. <laughs> yeah, I know. We have to wait until the fallout. Oh, I know. All right. Um, another thing was as I got the Pathfinder Second Edition Bestiary Two, and I've been geeking out on that and doing some prep. They already have a Bestiary Two. Yeah. Jesus. Advanced Player's Guide coming out in the summer. Wow. All right. And then um, the the actual nerdy thing that happened yesterday was I was walking Archie, and there is this park we walk to to do a little wildlife viewing, and I use it to train him to get him so he doesn't react and try to chase. And usually there are nutrients there which at, at a certain time like can... nutria nutria like the nutria from like louisiana um yes they're they look like a cross between an otter a rat and a beaver they don't have the Jesus, tail i didn't know they were in oregon yeah yeah they're an invasive species they're in a lot of different states crazy so we're watching the nutria and looking around and all of a sudden i hear a sound and i look down and this giant brown thing goes flopping off the side of the the bank and into the water and at first i think that's the biggest nutria i've ever seen then i see the paddle tail it was a beaver I saw an Oregon beaver for the first time. Well, not counting people going to college. Was it angry? <laughs> it was. That's funny. <laughs> um, no, it was not. It was. Um, it was huge. It really surprised me because it. I mean, I, I mean, it was like, is that a seal? <laughs> that was like the first thing that popped into my head. But it was like it. It flopped off, and I saw its feet. I saw the paddle tail, and then I thought that I wasn't going to get to see more of it. And it came Came up on the other side of the bridge I was standing on, and it it swam over to an island. Unfortunately, at the range I was, every picture you couldn't see its tail, and you couldn't tell how big it was. So it might as when you look at its face, it could just be a nutria. So I couldn't get any proof, but yeah, we saw it. It was it was very big, and it very it really surprised me. And I I ran I went over there this morning. Morning isn't a good time to go over there to see the water mammals, but um, I was talking to someone about seeing the beaver and he told me that um at certain times of the day you can see river otters in that little stream too wow that's cool and erica is working at a drive-in at a drive through fast food place now because holy crap oh really yeah you got, you got right. some distortion going on i'll hang up oh you can come you're you're okay it's kind of going in and out it's usual is it fine is it better now it's yes. better now. It's better now. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what causes it. It's like every once in a while, some kind of, something's trying to compensate in your, inside your phone and you just kick in with a lot of the distortion. But I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Sorry. No, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not, N, we're not the actual NPR. We're the, we're the other one. <laughs> 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 apparently uh, i'm funny. on fire today that was so funny that was good we well, have all shared our nerdy things this morning it is time to vote david you have four widgets how would uh, you like to distribute them and why i'm gonna give all four of my widgets to erica because that was epic and who doesn't oh. love blowing people's minds time i know it was awesome Erica, what about you? I am going to give, um, I'm going to have to split it. Two for David and two for you. Because uh, I love wildlife and I don't know, like, I I probably would have been just 
as in as much awe as you were, Brian, about it. So I think that's really cool. But I also miss all of my friends. So I love that David gets to hang out with one of his friends. Well, we were both going stir crazy and just like he's only four hours away. I was like, screw it. Come on down for a couple of days. Well, I Ryan? I think I'm going to give two to David and two to Erica. Hey, three way tie. Woo. Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. no wait. Erica wins. Yeah, Erica a wins. lot. Erica wins a lot. Oh. Yay. I win a lot. Yay. Um, so your widgets um have been and so we have the new pneumatic tube system. I know that you all dealt with your own personal experiences of installation. So widget distribution is on its way. Um Erica, it was nice having contractors available for your other construction to put yours in. So our um your your widgets are coming. They should appear sometime during the episode. All right, I'll let you know. I'll have to yeah. go downstairs because the only way they were able to install it was through the bathroom piping. So sometimes things just show up while you're going potty. Well, we have our widget distribution center in in Pennsylvania is 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 going live. So they they should get there pretty quick. We have we have the capability of of sending widgets anywhere anywhere in the world now. That is lovely, especially since the interdimensional portal was giving us such shit. Well, you know, we're a podcast that is blessed with all sorts of science fiction technology. Yep, wow. how you do it. So, um, I um, I came up with this topic by talking to my wife, and she was like, "How? why don't you guys interview each other? And I was like, yeah, we haven't done that in a while. So... Um, I, I'm calling this episode who's nerdy with what, because we are all self-described nerds, but why? Um, I today, am not a self-described nerd. Now you you're, you're other people nerd. describe nerd, but you, you, I've heard you call yourself a nerd before. Only because you did. Sounds like denial to me. It's not. I just, I am who I am and I don't think it requires a label, but I'm fine with it if you want to. Well, then I'm going to start this off by asking a question that's not on the outline, then. Okay. David, do you define yourself as a nerd? Uh, Yes. And if you do or do not, why or why not? Uh, Yes, yes, I do, because it it isn't a question. It's most people only have to need to look at me and can tell that I'm a nerd. But I do that to myself with the wardrobe I wear and other things. So I'm usually wearing some form of T-shirt or another. It's uh, it's it's a badge that I wear proudly. All right. Yeah. Brian, what about you? Do you define yourself as a nerd? No, Erica. There is a round robin. There is a round robin. Sorry. So David's going to ask you a question. That's how it works. God damn yeah, it. Right. There's an outline, god damn it. David's <laughs> like, oh, thank God Brian's back. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, anyways, uh, well... I mean, uh, when did you first when when did you first uh, realize or when did you first uh, start to think of yourself as a nerd, if you ever have? Or when did other people start to see you as a nerd and start, you know, referring to you as such? When Brian told me. Oh, wow. Okay. When was that? Well, it it was you asked me to be okay. So the podcast started, and Brian was like, Hey, do you ever want to be on our podcast? And I was like, Yeah, sure, at some point. And he was like, Well, listen to the podcast. And I was like, Okay. And I listened to the podcast, and I would find myself arguing with them. 
in the car. And then I would call Brian after I was done listening to the episode and I'd be like, you're wrong. This is why you're wrong. Or that's not how it happened. Uh, you know, depending if it was something he was like remembering or like, like they were arguing about Harry Potter wizard, like, you know, stuff like that. Oh, and I was man. like, well, no, you're Eric, wrong. This Harry Potter knowledge is ridiculous. It puts most nerds <laughs> to shame. And she's like, I'm not a nerd. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyways. Look, denial just ain't just a river in Egypt. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not like denying that I'm a nerd by any stretch of the imagination. I just hadn't thought of myself in that con. I hadn't given myself a label. Like these are just things that I like. These are just things that I'm interested in. And it's always been that way for me. So when Brian was like, you're a nerd, I'm like, no, I don't know if I'm a nerd. He's like, oh, no, you're definitely a nerd. And he would like listed off all the things. And um, but for me, it was just always things that I was interested in. I never really like threw myself in a category. I was like, oh, no, that's cool. And that's cool. And that's cool. I guess when I think of like, like a nerd, I think of somebody like Stephen Colbert. Where, like, I love Lord of the Rings. I <laughs> listen to the book all the time. I've read the book several times. There's a lot of shit I can talk to you about, you know, you know, the first stage and everything. But that man is. But, but the fact that he can quote that shit out of thin air, <laughs> like, like, that blows my mind. That man is a nerd. So for me to be like, I'm a nerd, feels like I'm like holding this torch that I don't deserve to hold. Because, yeah, I have a lot of interest. I do. I have a lot of things that I like. And a lot of them can be defined as nerdy. And I'm very passionate about a lot of them as well. But I don't feel like I hold a candle to people like him. So I first, I guess, recognize that I might be considered a nerd because of Brian going, oh, no, you're definitely a nerd. Like, I, I just had never thought of it that way before. It makes me feel oddly proud. <laughs> <laughs> that you that you pointed it out well it's you know it's like it's like a label can be so negative and a lot of people really react negatively to labels and i helped label you in a way that you've you've kind of owned and made it positive and it's 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 cool to me that i was part of that it's like helping someone out themselves in a positive way <laughs> He's ripping that closet door open and beckoning people to come out. Yeah, basically. I guess that could be uh, what it's concerned as. Yeah. I am not only a nerd. I am also an ally. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not only a nerd. I'm a uh, carrier. Other people become nerds around me. <laughs> yeah, I I've guess. Done that too. Oh, we could come up with a whole category system of like, there's nerds that are, there's nerds that are allies. There's nerds that are viruses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some are the good viruses and some are the bad ones. I guess it's bacteria. There's good bacteria. I don't think there's any good viruses, are there? I don't think so. I mean, uh, no. I don't know if deconstructing and reconstruction DNA is ever positive. Yeah, I don't think so. So I guess there's positive bacteria nerds and there's negative virus nerds. Because I would say if you're spreading, if you're spreading the nerddom, right, and you're growing this passion within people like a fungus, you're the good fungus, right? Not the bad one. <laughs> 
Um, apparently, there are some good viruses. Huh. There's oh. it, it gets into some crazy freaking science, but I so science. you're saying you so what you're saying is it's nerdy as hell. Yeah, okay. I'm looking into protective phages, which are bacterial phages, which are viruses. They infect bacterial and destroy phages spis- or viruses. They're right? both. I thought they're, I didn't know. No, they're called bacterial phages. Phages means virus. It's a virus that destroys bacteria. Oh, neat. And they're found in the mucous membrane lining in the digestive, respiratory, and reproductive tract. Mm. Good bacteria. Well, I guess those are good bacteria. No, they, they can't be a virus. I don't know. You're gonna have to send that article to me. I'm gonna have to see this. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not that. I don't. I'm not that kind of nerd. I don't know enough about that kind of science to be able to form any form. Well, viruses hijack cells and force the cells to reproduce more yes. virus. Yes. So well, it makes sense that there's a there's a virus that just targets bacteria. I guess it'll yeah, it would target bacterial cells. Okay. All right. It, so yeah, apparently bacteriophages are a thing. I mean, you just don't think of them as viruses because they're bacteriophages, but I guess a phage is a virus. I, I I'm I'm not up on my medical terminology, but I also got a C in that class in college. I'm very good with this stuff. Send that to me so I can read it. Okay. I won't read it right now, but I do want to read it. Man, um, you are such a nerd. All right, okay. what's, what's my question, Erica? Oh, um, hmm, let me think. I guess I could look off the outline, but I don't want to. What do I want to ask, Brian? Uh, she loves flying solo. I do. Um, okay, Brian. So you you help me own being a nerd, right? Yeah. Who else do you think that you've influenced in a nerdy fashion? Oh, me? Gosh. Amelia. Fair. How so? Um, I don't, I I got her watching um cinema cinema um uh, cinema wins and cinema Sin. wins. Yeah, there you go. I I mean anything yes, that gets you her be at all her critical about movies. Yeah, that, that, just listening to her talk after she wa- after she basically watched four hours worth of cinema sins. <laughs> yeah, she uh is obsessed with YouTube now. She feels like all of human knowledge can be found on YouTube, and she's not wrong, but. It's not always good knowledge. It gives her some us uh, something in common because I, I I love being able to talk to her about things like Reddit stories and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. She said something the other day. She's like, yeah, there's like a subreddit, and I went, wait, how did you get on Reddit? Why are you on Reddit? And she's like, I'm not, Mom. I was watching a YouTube video, and they were talking about the subreddit. Jeez, Mom, I would tell you if I wanted a Reddit account, I wouldn't just do it. And I was like, well, at least you know the boundaries. Try to think if anyone else have influenced. I mean, most children I play It's Raining Tacos for them, and that sends them on a rabbit hole of annoying internet songs. Um, when I was part of, I mean, I guess I still am part of it, but the Supernatural fan group and the the Mega Coven fan group online, um, we've been not as active as we used to be. Um, but um, the live watches I hosted were very influential on people, and there there are inside jokes that still exist because of that um i think a lot of my nerdy influence on people had to do with running pathfinder games yeah I mean, you helped you helped uh, me 
me find my husband and one of my best friends. So, I mean, I guess there is that. That is so funny that you thought I introduced you to Vincent when I was meeting him for the first time, too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I totally did. It was really funny. So Brian came out to visit um, me and Amelia for Christmas um, and stayed a couple weeks. And he was like, hey, I have some Pathfinder. You know, I have a friend out here. And da, da, da. and I was like, oh, okay. And so he's like, you'll you'll love Pathfinder. It's like D&D, but it's like a society and you get to play with people and you'll get to meet people. Because I was going through like a particularly like lonely time, like, you know, really felt isolated. Um, and so we, Brian and I show up and I think he knows Brent. You, you ended up knowing who was it? Brian? I was clicking mute and nothing was happening. Um, oh. I know I knew Russ. That's right. Just Russ. through going cons. I knew he was the venture captain in Ohio. So I started chatting with him to find a game once I came out and he put me in touch with Brent and just said, go to this game shop on this time. And I did. And we played. And I yeah. met, and we walked in. I said, hey, are you Vincent? Because he was going by Vincent at the time. And yeah. And then we were chatting and then you met him. And yeah, you you thought I was introduced. I was like, hey, this is Vincent. But you thought I knew him. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I thought you knew him. And I was like, oh, OK. So we sat down and I learned Pathfinder and stuff like that. And we uh, had fun. And I was like, oh, this is great. And uh, I met Brent and I chatted with Brent and he's really great. And then Brian left and then I wanted to go again. And so then I ended up going with my brother, Jonathan, because uh, Jonathan came happened to come out to visit like a couple weeks later. And um, I was like, hey, there's this really great thing Brian and I did that we can like anybody can just go do. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. So we went and did that. And Brent saw Jonathan. Well, he knew me. So he said hi to me. And then he saw Jonathan and started like crushing on Jonathan. And he's like, oh, your brother's so hot. And I was like, okay, that's weird. But yeah, I guess so. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And, uh, and so then I came back to play, um, oh no, that's when I met, uh, Chris Rusty. That's when I met Rusty because like Jonathan and I walked in and it's like just, you know, like eight tables and people are, you know, finding their tables and their groups and everything. And, uh, I saw like Rusty, like from across the room and I literally in my head went, Oh, he's cute. He's too cute. I'm sure he has a girlfriend. And and then we ended up, we were playing at a table and then half of our table left. And then Brent wasn't running our game. I think McNerney was running our game. And um, Brent, was, we were like, well, now we're going to fucking fail because half our party just like walked out. And Brent was like, you guys want somebody like to play? Like you want us to join you guys? And I'm like, yeah, I'd rather not have my character fucking die. That'd be great. So he sat down with us because he had a crush on Jonathan. And then he tapped Crit or Rusty to come sit with us too. So so then we, you know, end up winning the adventure or whatever. And then we got donuts or lunch or something after that. And that's how I met my husband. So if Brian would have never dragged me out to this Pathfinder thing, and I would have never thought he knew Brent, I wouldn't have felt comfortable like going back because, well, if Brian knows this guy and Brian likes this guy, well, clearly I can trust this guy. So now Brent is one of my best friends. He married Rusty and I. Um, and I was yeah, there. I know you were there. <laughs> 
So I have a husband and a new best friend because of Brian. There we go. Whole story. I Fox. took pictures at that wedding. You nice. did. It was great. Um, I, um, I introduce Erica that you can meet strangers and become friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What an amazing concept. I am not a particularly, I don't know. I'm a friendly person, but I don't ever like, it takes a while for me to open up to people like a long, long time. Like be like, Oh, Hey, hi. And unless you've said something super interesting or like, we seem to have a lot to talk about. I will never make the effort to talk to you again. Not because I'm a jerk, but because I just, you know, I didn't, I'm like, oh, well, you know, if I see them around, they're nice, but like, I don't know. So yeah, Brian, Brian taught me how to be friends with people I don't know. Yay. (laughs) See, Brian, you're a carrier too. People get nerdy around you. Well, I got, I got a, I got a question for you, David. Okay. What was the first, Um, like, didn't Eric, doesn't Erica get to ask you a question? Didn't she? I did. We just answered that question and then it turned into a story. Yeah, it was, I was, I was, I was talking about influencing Eric. Uh, right. Amelia, and then I turned into Erica talking. Right. Yes, it, Go ahead. That's how our podcast works. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what was like um, the first like interest or like when did you first realize there was like you were nerdy? Like when did you label yourself or become labeled? Well, when I was young, I need to Google something really quick. When did, well, my mom took me to see Star Wars when they re-released the special editions in theaters because uh, you know I was young and I didn't get to see the original releases because I was boy that born makes yet. me feel old. <laughs> boy that makes me feel old. I watched those in high school. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, Ninety seven, so I was eleven. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was also in high school. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I was eleven, and <sighs> I had never seen Star Wars before. And my mom took me to the movie theater, and I got to see A New Hope for the first time on a big screen, and it blew my mind how good it was. And then uh, the month, the next month, when they released uh, Empire, she took me to see that. And then the month after that, when they released uh, Return of the Jedi, she took me to see that. And my love affair with Star Wars stemmed from there. I started, I started wanting everything to do with Star Wars. I started reading the books. I started getting into the comics. Uh, Eleven was when I started reading Lord of the Rings too. Uh, my uncle uh, George had given me a copy, a set of the Lord of the Rings books, and I read those for the first time when I was eleven. So that was sixth grade, and I've been reading them ever since. So I got labeled a nerd by the bullies in middle school because I was reading Lord of the Rings and wearing Star Wars T-shirts and stuff, and playing Magic. Thing. My uncle also bought me my first Magic cards when I was twelve, and then. And when I was 13, he took me to Strategicon for the first time. So your uncle molded you. My my mom and my uncle made me the geek I am today, yes. That's funny. You know, I, I'm going to change the subject to Star Wars just because I want to know this. Erica, when was the first time you saw the Star Wars series? Uh, probably 97 when they were re-released in theaters. No, I know that's what it was because, okay, so so everybody around me was really excited about episode one coming out. Uh, Clearly, this is before it came out. 
So everybody was very, very <laughs> excited that it was coming out. And they did re-release the movies in the theaters. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, that seems mildly interesting. I'll go. Um, my friend Jimmy was like, yeah, 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 you should go with us. We'll go. It'll be great. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, like, my dad was never a huge Star Wars person. He was a Star Trek person. And most of the nerdy things I grew up learning and knowing and doing came from my dad. Because my mom still doesn't understand it, still thinks I'm wasting my time, and hate that I love all these nerdy things. So, um, uh, one I of knew, those. Well, I knew Star Wars existed, but, you know, the Luke, I am your father, great movie, blah, 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 blah. But I had never. And so my friend Jimmy was like, oh, episode one's coming out, you know, we're all going to go see it. Uh, do you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, so who's your favorite? He started asking me stuff about Star Wars. And I was like, well, I've never seen any of them, so I don't know. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I've never seen any of them. And he's like, oh, we've got to fix that. And I was like, well, no, I can go see this movie. It'll be fine. And he's like, no, no, no. You've got to watch the original three. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll get to it. And he goes, no, you're going to get to it right now. And so he ended, we ended up watching them because we had the whole, we had a class together. We made a television show in high school. And so we were in class and he brought the VHSs in and we sat there and we watched it. So that's the first time I saw it. It was good. Yeah. So, but he wouldn't let me go see episode one with him unless I had watched the other ones is what it came down to. How about you, Brian? Um, I've been thinking a lot about this because my memories are kind of garbled about it. Because my first memory of seeing Star Wars was seeing Empire Strikes Back in at a drive-in. And wow. we did Jedi the same way. I grew up thinking I'd seen Star Wars, but I don't think I actually saw A New Hope or at least the whole thing. Because I think I'd watched it on TV, but I always assumed I'd seen it. I don't think I'd actually seen A New Hope until the special edition. So... Empire Strikes Back and Jedi, I would have seen them as re at least Empire Strikes Back. I think I would have seen that as a re-release because that was 1980. I wouldn't have remembered it. I would have been one. So that must have been a re-release in theaters. Um, Jedi was 83. So I'm guessing I probably saw because it was pre-kindergarten. So I probably saw Empire Strikes Back as a re-release and then Jedi. They probably re-released Empire Strikes Back because Jedi was out or coming out. They may have even been a double feature because I know memories of those two movies kind of blend together and I knew I saw them both drive in. We went to the drive-in a lot when I was very small because I had an aunt that worked at the drive-in and we could get in for free. Sounds like one hell of a drive-in double feature. Jesus, that'd be amazing. Um, Yeah, the drive-in movies I remember were Empire Strikes Back, Jedi, and Superman 3. I know we saw Superman 3 at the drive-in. Nice. And Superman 3 My terrified me. My drive-in movie remember, like, that I can remember is Jurassic Park. Ooh. Yeah, we saw Jurassic Park. We also saw the Adams Family in the drive-in as well. Uh, which state did you see Jurassic Park at the drive-in? California. Did you go to the one in Van Buren? Yeah. Yep. Oh, did you? Were you there too? No, I've never been there, but it's the only drive-in uh, I knew of. The um, the Hemet drive-in was still open when I moved to Hemet, but it closed like that year. Oh, uh, yep. 
Yeah, we used to go to the Van Buren Drive-In because, so, there were four kids. There were four of us. And then um, Chuck would just load up his truck, and we would all go sit in the back of the truck and watch the movie. It was cheaper that way. Oh, yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, I was talking with one of my friends the other day about um, missing in- intermissions in movies. Because when we were little, movies always had intermission. And we we're like, it was great. You just go out, you get a snack, and <laughs> go use the bathroom, oh, yeah. come back. Did, did you ever get to experience an intermission in a movie, David? Uh, Monty Python, The Quest for the Holy Grail, with their, their brief intermission. And I've seen a lot of the classics. Uh, the DeMille epics always had intermissions. and Yeah, Heather start- got me. They started with the overture and go in and, you know, two hours in, there's an intermission. Heather got me My Fair Lady for my birthday and we watched it together and there's an intermission. Mm. But when you watch it, when you watch a DVD with an intermission, it just goes intermission overture. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's usually what they did for the intermission. They just played the score. So, yeah. Yeah. I uh, one of the first movies I remember watching that had an intermission was Camelot. Yeah, I love that movie. Such a good movie. That we is a very very good. About movie. Why movies don't have intermissions anymore? A friend of mine and I were talking, and the guess is is people buy more product when there's no intermission. People probably buy more crap at the snack stand when there's no intermission. Hmm, I believe that because why? because if you have an intermission, you're like, oh, I'll just go back at the intermission and get something. So you go and you get popcorn and maybe you'll go back and get another popcorn. But when you don't have an intermission and you're hungry, you probably buy three times as much as you want, were originally going to get really need. That is probably true. So they're like, get nachos for all the kids and two popcorns and some hot dogs and candy. That's <laughs> where know. they make all their money. Yep. Yep. Hands down. I think it's funny. People go to movie theater and there's like, oh, my God, the ticket was this. And, you know, why would I pay $10 for a large popcorn? Well, they have to pay the, the studios like stupid amounts of money for the privilege of yeah. playing their, their they movies. Don't, they don't make very much money at all off ticket sales. It's all concession. Yeah, if you really want to support a movie yeah. theater, always go to the movie a few weeks after it opens because they'll make more money off of it. Yeah. Outside of box office weekend, they make pretty much nothing on box office weekend. They yeah, don't. Mo- they don't make mo- anything. Yeah, most of that money goes straight studios. I, I think always I, make a point to buy at least a popcorn and a drink when I go because that's how I support the theater. Oh, yeah. I think movie theaters should sell merch. Some they of do. I think I, I think if there was more merch that I would probably spend more money at the theater because I don't really do the popcorn thing. I mean, Arclight Cinemas have a small gift shop inside of them, generally. Yeah, I know Cinemark does. Cinemark sells, uh, like, especially... Like they get a bunch of merch in for like opening weekend movies, mm-hmm. um, and then you can buy like sh- different shirts and stuff on your way out or in. Well, back to the topic. I think it's David's turn to ask a question. Yes, yes. Um, and that, and since this is the second round around robin, this can go to anyone. Dun, well, dun, 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 I don't mind asking Erica again. Um, do you ever f- find or see conflict when your nerdiness rubs up against someone else's nerdiness that aren't necessarily compatible? I know some people have issues with that. And, uh, have you ever have you ever had an experience where someone's nerd just didn't mesh with yours? <laughs> Erica, <laughs> nerd conflict. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Erica never has conflict with anyone. <laughs> That's why I asked her the goddamn question, <laughs> jackass. Um, okay, so on 
honestly, the answer is not really. Because for the most part, like, you do your thing, I do my thing, the things we like, we can talk about together. And the things we don't agree on, we can just agree to disagree. Um, There are, however, occasions where people, um, and this is really kind of what pisses me off, and it's probably one of the reasons I never was really like, yeah, I'm a nerd. Because as a woman, it's a much different system. So it was something I, you know, I, and I'm not trying to be like negative or anything like that, but it's a, it's a real thing that, you know, I can be like, oh yeah, I played that game. I really like that game. And then all of a sudden, whoever I'm talking to, generally it is a male. Girls don't really do this to each other, but the guy is like, oh really? And then starts fucking quizzing me. Like I've got to um, prove. Gatekeeping assholes. <laughs> that that I'm, you know, that I can really, you know, like I was wearing an X-Men t-shirt the other day and somebody was like, oh, did your boyfriend get you that? Wow. You know, and it's just these like really obnoxious things to where I, yeah, I am a nerd. And yeah, if you mention something that I have interest in, yeah, I'll talk to you about it. But for the most part, I don't go around saying, yes, I'm the biggest nerd. I love all this great nerdy stuff stuff, blah, 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 because it really just opens up more conflict than it resolves. And I don't feel the need to have to justify and say, no, I played WoW when it was in beta. I had a beta invite and I played WoW when it was in beta. And they're like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're wrong. And I'm like, motherfuckers. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter what I say or, you know, it's just like there's some like, you know, it's just incredulous that a woman really loves the same things that guys love or that I collected X-Men comic book cards when I was a kid. Like, it's just it's just stupid stuff. Like, they're just like, yeah, right, whatever. It was your brothers or, you know, your dads or like, it wasn't you. And it's just so I generally avoid nerdy conflict because it always gets into a, well, how much no? And it's just obnoxious and I just don't want to deal with it. I think that's the answer. Well, then the podcast to give you a great outlet for actually expressing yourself in a judgment free zone. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think that's one of the reasons I really love doing this is because you guys just like. You're just like, yeah, Eric is one of us. And I don't have to I don't have to justify or prove or anything like that. It's it's really a nice place to be able to talk about the things I love and have nerdy arguments about things and stuff like that in a place where I do feel accepted and I don't have something to prove. Well, I'm glad you felt that way because it's time for the quiz where Erica proves that she's really a nerd. So I kind of, so David, you said uh, gatekeeping, right? Like I never yes. really, I just call them assholes. That's what so, they are. <laughs> well, so at, as, a, as a female nerd and gamer and stuff like that, I always get one of two responses either gatekeeping right yeah or i get people uh that are overtly flirtatious i guess is yeah. the nicest way of fucking putting it i don't know um, what well so as a guy like from your perspective like 
where does this come from from some of the guys where, well, where does this, this come from a lot of guys especially you know during the the 90s and the early 2000s before you know dungeons and dragons became so mainstream uh before esports were a thing you know the people that were ner- nerd was considered a, a a shaming word it was something you called somebody when you're trying to make fun of them and a lot of people that are nerds that classify as nerds when the what they were you know the societal outcasts they you know were the guys that were when everyone else was out partying and playing around they were the ones that stayed home and played video games and they were always seen as shut-ins and and weirdos and so a lot of them myself included uh don't have overly large amounts of experience dealing with uh the the other sex or whatever they're attracted to being inclusive here uh so a lot of the time the only experience they have with that is things that they've read or watched or heard about from either their other friends or the media they're they're consuming so when it comes to actually interacting with someone of the opposite sex they either feel that they have to be macho and prove that they're the alpha try and prove they're the alpha dog or they assume wait you're someone that's into gaming wow you must you must instantly like me let's go and it's it's a sad state of affairs that a lot of people that are considered nerds and a lot of people that that do that have almost no social graces but it's it's part of what it is. I mean, a lot of people that do have those those problems uh, do find solace in gaming or being able to obsess about something science fiction or fantasy, and it's it's almost like a it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. And sadly, it it manifests itself in you know guys that don't don't take the hint when some when you know you're hitting on somebody and they're not interested, or the guys who are the gatekeeping assholes that. Oh well, you're not. A, you have to prove how much of a nerd you are to me. I don't believe you. I um, the gatekeeping applies not just to women. This is true. Yeah, because the gatekeeping has to do with, like David said, they consider themselves a marginalized minority. Where it's like I was always treated for being like being nerdy, and that was a bad thing. So I took ownership of that. We all took ownership of that. Now nerdiness is hip. So everyone wants to claim to be a nerd now, and I need to prove that they're not. Yeah. I was a nerd before being a nerd was cool, damn it. <laughs> Apparently uh, I was, and I just didn't know it. So. To quote uh-huh. to quote Bob Odenkirk <laughs> from Community, you got to show the other baboons you got a bigger, redder ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, I've always what I've always enjoyed about the nerdy community is that, um, you know, before it was super, you know, mainstream i guess i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with things being mainstream but that's just me um is that it was pretty inclusive when you did find other people that played D, you were like what you do let's get a game together like it was like this fucking finding a unicorn right it was one of those things that no one really talked about openly it was you yeah. know because you would get shunned for it or you would get shamed or it was mm-hmm and it was very difficult for groups of like-minded people to find each other and get together, which is where the local game store came in, because they usually had a bulletin board, and mm-hmm. it was a way to weed out the, the assholes. <laughs> yeah, and I just don't, like, for me, I think that's probably why I've always really loved these things, is not not just the things themselves, but the the community that it creates, right? 
And then it's so nice when you see like people accepting each other. And then it really upsets me when like they do like gatekeeping or, you know, they marginalize people like, no, you're kind of one of us, but you're not really one of us. And it's just really frustrating. It's sad that it is so rampant because it's really a few bad apples spoil the bunch because gamers and nerds on the whole are the nicest, most considerate, most friendly, willing to bend over backwards to help somebody people that I've ever met. And the fact that there are a few of the assholes that ruin it for everybody and they, they give everybody like that a bad the bad reputation is it's it's sad really because I, m- most of my friends are fellow geeks and like I said they're the nicest kindest people I know and it's it's insane how negatively that can that type of thing can quickly blossom into a way that people view an entire I guess strata of a population nowadays which is kind of sad but it's gotten to the point now of where yeah there are there will always be that asshole but that asshole is the one that makes everybody who thinks of geeks as that asshole <laughs> yeah yeah and and to your point about like the social the social thing i think that might be like really true for like like pathfinder or D or uh, 40k or you know anything like that but i don't think that's true when it comes to video gaming and if you have a different opinion let me know because oh. when i play so i don't play online games unless i'm playing with somebody i know at least that, one person that's probably smart because like my brothers get on and you know they get like playing apex and they get a random team or whatever And they can talk to them and they can like play together. But if I do something like that and I don't have at least one person on my team that like is my brother or my friend or something like that, I always get one of two things, either trash talk because I'm a girl. Why the fuck am I playing this? I suck. I don't, by the way, not remotely. Right. Um, or I get just nasty sexual comments. Yeah. That's, that's, just to be one fair, of the two. To be fair, most video game lobbies and stuff are toxic, but that's just, that's a, that has to do with the anonymity of being online and being able to say whatever you want without any repercussions whatsoever. And it really makes the, the, the kids that play these games show their lack of uh, consideration for other people, their lack of empathy at all, and just the fact that they spew pure vitriol constantly is... It's honestly astonishing the way that some video that the, the online the world of the internet and just how it how it makes it so you can post whatever you want with you know talk anything say anything you want to say post anything you want to post treat people like garbage all with the mask of at least somewhat anonymity it it really brings out the worst in people agreed agreed it's amazing that it even applies on facebook where you're not anonymous (laughs) (laughs) i know right it's like you people that they they post these horrible things on facebook and it's like realize your work can see this (laughs) It's, it's the internet it doesn't count yeah, I, 
my mind. I um back to the quizzing. I've been guilty of quizzing people a bit when I find out that they're into something, but I think it's not really gatekeeping. It's just me trying to find out what kind of level I can talk to them on on the shared mm-hmm. interest. Like if I find out someone else is into Doctor Who, I'll ask them, "Oh, did you watch Classic? How into it are you? You know, I'll I'll, I'll are you just watching the newer show? How you know who's yeah, your favorite Doctor? Stuff there like is, that. Th- there is a distinct difference between doing that and being and being oh well did you know this no and then if they answered no you'd be like well then you're not a real fan go away mm-hmm. i fortunately i haven't met too many of those people i i oh, think lucky you yeah i i think mm-hmm. um i've been fortunate but i've been i mean i've been i mean david's aware that i can be toxic when playing pathfinder <laughs> to be fair because, we all can a little bit but yeah yeah i i mean i've when when um I have made a character concept that relies on a rule that people have trouble understanding and my character becomes unplayable at a game because of a of a misunderstanding of a rule. It ruins the fun for everyone. And sometimes I have been guilty about making it ruin the fun for everyone when my fun is ruined that I try to monitor that side of my behavior. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have been the I have I have stood up to toxic people at cons and there was there was a situation where I threatened to knock a guy's teeth out at a con. I remember that. Um, That was a whole epic thing because there was it happened at one con that you weren't there. It was at a San Diego con. Okay, I heard about it then. The same guy came to Strategicon and I was coordinating at the time. Right. I I remember when that when at Strategicon when it happened. Well, he he insulted Jessica and Jessica's husband was like, I will kill him. So I went to him and I went, dude, you're going to stop. And he was like, well, no, I'm not, blah, 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 blah. I can do whatever I want. And I went, nope, you're going to stop. And he complained to Robin. Robin talked to me about it. And Robin said, why don't you just cool it and we'll see what happens. And I deliberately put him on the table of a GM he didn't want to play at. And he left the con. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, um, Oh, that guy needed to get his teeth knocked out. (laughs) There was a there was another player that was being overly misogynistic and was downright mean to the female players that was at the mini game day we were having. So he was actually banned from taking part in any uh, Pathfinder Society uh, activities in the greater L.A. area because of it. So I I got put thrown into drama at the first strategic con I ever went to. Um, I played at a game that I wasn't having fun Mm -hmm. and I told the GM, I'm not having fun. I'm leaving the table. And that's what happened. I stood up and said, I'm not having fun. I'm leaving. And then, and then they said, why aren't you having fun? And I told them, and then I left. Mm. I said, I don't like how you're using the rules. I don't like that. Um, you know, we don't have any agency at this game and we have to do whatever you tell us. I just want to leave. Well, a friend of that person overheard it and changed it into Brian was drunk and yelled and screamed at an old lady. Mm. And that is not what happened. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we, it, it, it basically changed into Robin ended up talking because this was before I venture lieutenant and venture captain talked to me and was like, this incident happened. What really happened? And I told her and she said, yeah, I can imagine that happening. Yeah. And other witnesses corroborated and told the real story. But yeah, it was I will I will tell 
you names after the podcast. And yeah, it, no, I, I think I know who you're talking about. I think we've yeah. told this story before, but I believe so. I, I, I have been, I have been toxic. I've been guilty of it. I've had to learn my lesson and get better. And not everybody does that. I, I, I am 100% willing, and I've learned this lesson, I tell people all the time, if you're not having fun at a table, tell the GM. And if the GM is not willing to change it, you are free to walk away. Yep. And walking away is the best thing you can do if you're not having fun and they're not going to fix it. I agree. Uh, I I walked away. Well, I got killed a, a, a bad GM call at one table, and I was like, all right, well, I've been playing for half an hour, and you killed me for no reason. I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> I I love the look on the face of a GM when you leave the table because we had it happen once where a GM was they were from a group that was very competitive mm-hmm. and he was GMing for a game for a group that wasn't very competitive and there are certain communities in organized play where they get really competitive and they power level their characters and the GMs have to change their style to be a little bit more competitive and a little bit more aggressive to provide fun for the tables and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but when a gm takes that attitude to a more casual table it's not good and this gm came at the table and said this scenario is hard you all have to bring your a game and he then was trying as hard as he could to kill everybody and i hate those guys yeah read the room guys read the room yeah (laughs) But when he was doing so, he was interpreting the rules very badly. And I said, and I said, you know, we're all not having fun. We're leaving the table. And he said, well, you guys still have people who are dead and stuff and paperwork and this and this and this. And I went, "Okay, have fun with that. We're leaving the table. (laughs) And, you know, um, and I said, hey, can we see that sign in sheet real quick? And I blacked out everyone's name. (laughs) Nice. Well, I mean, why should we have to be stuck having to um, pay for character revises and stuff like that, and yeah, and not have not be able to play the scenario again and whatever? No, I I, yeah, I I agree. That's that's bullshit. And it's amazing how it's one of the reasons I don't play Pathfinder so much anymore. Is uh, especially society played now. Hey, I've played most everything, so I don't have any characters that can play stuff for credit anymore. And uh, B. there are a lot of people that are just so thirsty for killing. A lot of GMs nowadays are so thirsty for killing player characters. It's like a badge of honor for them. Well, there's like I went to I was at a con and I was talking with some players about a special and all they were telling me was their DPS amounts and how much damage they can do per round. And I was like, well, what was happening in the story? And I was like, and they literally said, what? I wasn't really following it. <laughs> Oh, wait, there was a story? Yeah. Oh, man. See, for me, it's the opposite. I want to play the story. Right. I really like the battle's fun. All right. That's part of what it is. But I want to play the story, man. Yeah. And that was something else I was talking to that kid about. Um, we were talking about like the different video games and stuff we play. And he's like, wow, you don't. You know, I was like, he said something about, he made a comment about the games I play that they're not really competitive. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really a competitive person. And he's like, that really surprises me about you. And I said, yeah, well, I'm I'm competitive against myself. Don't get me wrong. Like, if I've done this, then I always want to do better. So I'm going to push myself to do better. I was like, 
But if you win, congratulations, man. I just want to have fun. I just want to play. You know, I want to I want to see the story unfold and I want to, you know, laugh and, you know, joke around. I don't want I don't want it to be work. For me playing D&D or video games or any of those things that's fun, not work. Yeah, so. I I agree. And, and as far as gamers go, there is a large group that are in it for the competitive side of it. They want to win. And then there's those that want to experience the story and want to play around and are more interested in role playing and actually, you know, interacting with the world around them. And then there's those that just want to get to the end boss and beat them. And it's two completely different play styles and they don't mix all that well. So that's yeah. one of the, that's one of the downsides of organized play is sometimes you'll get a table that's, you know, six people, three of them are roleplay heavy, and three of them are power gamers, and half of them are going to be bored to tears, and there's not much you can do about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, it's I either going to be all combat, and the role players are going to suffer, or it's going to be all role players, and your power gamers are going to be bored. Yeah, and Brian can attest to this. I, I'm all about, like, figuring out the situation. What's the best way to approach the situation? Can we bluff our way out of it? Can we like what what tools do I have in my bag? Like, oh, yeah. you know, random shit, you know, like, hey, I got a lamp. What can I do with this fucking thing? Like Oh, I love outside the box solutions. Uh I played a bard and we went through an entire an entire uh, uh society game and we did three encounters and didn't have a single combat. Yeah, I, I've done that too. <laughs> I did that with my diplomacy wizard and at the end of the game, the GM tried to cheat to make a combat happen because he was really like worried that people playing wouldn't be having fun if there was no combat right and i called him on it and actually pulled him away from the table and i said hey are you are you trying to make no combat happen and he was like yeah it just doesn't seem fun for the rest of the table if we don't have combat and i would did you ask them and he was like i didn't think to i was like go ahead and ask just take a break at the game and say hey we haven't had any combat because of brian's crazy diplo character does anyone care ask them if they're having fun and he did and everyone was like this is like the best game ever keep it going right yeah, <laughs> we had someone who'd never played Pathfinder before. And one of the reasons why was they were worried that it would just be number crunching combat. And they loved the fact that it was all role play. Yeah. And I mean, some people are really into the number crunch and that's all they want to do. I play with several of them weekly. But th- that's the thing uh, th- that game I play in with them. There is like no RP. It's not something that gets done. It's just that isn't the game they play. So, you know, you have to make adjustments and you have to uh, you have to deal with it and, you know, create characters to appropriate with the group you're in and if you don't it kind of you, you know you're 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 writing yourself into a corner if you don't allow yourself to play with that and when you're playing society it's a little bit harder because you just end up stuck at a table with who you're stuck with it's unless you have a pre-set group that are going to sit down at a table all together you, you get what you get which can it's a challenge for the g or for gms because you have to be able to balance that and not all not everybody is up to the task yeah yeah i i had the fun of playing with one of my really close friends kathy and without meaning to we built characters that complement each other really nice. well um and we went through an entire 
uh, it was like a new scenario was released and there was like four tables running the same scenario. Um, I can't remember which one it was, oh, but there was a lot of snow. Yeah, there was a lot of snow and we had to go through some stuff. And anyways, we, we ended up finishing it in an hour, the whole thing. Wow. Um, because we had no combat, none whatsoever. Like between our two characters, we were able to sneak around shit that we didn't feel like we needed to, you know, like, why, why do we have to attack this wolf pack? I don't see a reason for it. Are we detected? Nope. Let's go. And we would just like sneak around shit. And then other characters that we would talk to, we, I had a really high diplomacy. And so we talked our way out of shit and they ended up actually helping us through the, through the whole thing. Not once did anything happen. Like, did we have to fight? And we ended the whole thing in an hour. And, uh, the GM was like, I don't know if I jammed that right. (laughs) (laughs) But but everybody had fun. But then we ended up waiting like three hours for everybody else. So we bought some cards and started playing some games. But nice. Yeah, I, I think it oh, it, it, it does really come down to do the people at the table just want to roll dice or do they want to play the game? Because I am all about out of the box thinking and persuasion and finding the best solution because the best solution isn't always running in with the sword, right? Agreed. With that said, the next game I play, I want to play a paladin because I've never played one before. And I it is com- love playing paladins. It's completely against my natural alignment. So I think it'll but be fun. You've never been lawful good? Mm-mm. Mm. I paladin. guess I'm lawful. I'm lawful evil. Paladin That's is like my natural- far and away one of my favorite classes. And whenever I play a new game system, the first character I ever make is always a paladin. I've never played a paladin. Not uh. once. Well, if you have any questions, I like playing bard. Uh, I usually play thieves, like a rogue. That's usually what I play. Paladin is almost the exact polar opposite. With Mm -hmm. the new game system, I always try to play something skill based, so I don't have to worry too much about the rules, and I can just do everything from from outside the box thinking. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I really want to play a game. It's been so long since. Our last game ended, and I'm just, well, I'm just so sad. Erica and I have been paying attention to Mike Myler's Facebook mm-hmm. page. We might be playing an interesting game soon if that gets off the ground. I'm Ooh. very excited. I hope that'd so. be awesome. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be a Winnie the Pooh meets HP Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh God. That. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. That just sounds... Oh, God. You gotta see the images. He posted it online. You gotta see the images on Facebook. Because once you see the images, you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bother. I, I I guess people are trying to discuss if we're going to play the actual eldritch denizens of the un- Hundred Acre Wood, or are we going to play visitors? I, I like the idea of playing visitors, but I can yeah, do a pretty good Winnie wanna, the Pooh voice. So I'm a great Eeyore. Eeyore is my favorite. Or Piglet. I could do either. Oh, no. My gaping sores have opened up again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where that goes. Um, so that's all we have for topic was this. All right. So um, it is the time of the show where we are going to talk about the tales from the extra pla- extra dimensional. I always say planner, extra dimensional portal, 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 portal. That's because um, you play too many RPGs, my friend. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, look, it's not called knowledge portals. It's called knowledge planes. The dimensions that the extra planar, the extra dimensional, but I did it again. The extra dimensional portal goes to aren't actually dimensions because that dimensions are just expressions of of um, height, width and depth and, you know, time. But we're talking about realities. Um, so I guess it's the extra reality portal. But I, I don't know how the technical people describe it. So um, like I said at the beginning of the show, we contacted the TPA and we have our new security protocols in place. So I'm going to activate Did those. they already upload them? Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. It looks like it's complete. I mean, there's lots of blinking lights here. So I'm just going to I'm going to activate these. I just have to type a few keys on the keyboard. Um, all right, here we go. Whoa, 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 Brian, 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 what, what, what is that? Uh, um what what did you do brad what did I you do just, well i all right hold on i'm gonna contact technical support uh, all right all right um hello hi you've reached tpa technical support how can i help you um well we activated our protocols as instructed by the tpa we we were having some security problems with our with our device and we activated our protocols and one of our participants um seems to be gone oh well that's unfortunate did you perhaps do the latest update well, we were supposed to be at, at, you know, it's hard to tell with this thing if it's actually going. Um, is, 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 is the dot green? No, it's it's purple. Oh, you did not upload version 2.43. That's your problem. What what version do we have? Oh, with purple? Uh, you are at 1.294. Oh, you're, wow. Yeah, you're, you're quite behind. We had some problems with that version. Um, it was detecting uh, anomalies, and any time it uh, found an anomaly that came up short, uh, it would delete it. Short. Huh. <laughs> um, well, that explains it then. Um, I. How do we get her back? Oh, so what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to update the next three updates. And then there's a half date that you're going to have to also implement. Once you do that, you're going to have to flip the switch left and then right and then right two more times before you push it back down. That should do a reset for you. Okay. Uh, well, while we have you on the line, um, what do you? Uh, what kind of nerdy interest do you have? Oh, I I don't have any interest. I I am just the customer service. This is what I do. Oh, okay. Uh, do you do you, do you are you part of any like social groups that like talk about customer service? Is that like your main interest? I'm not really sure what you're talking about. We live here in the building, and all we do is talk about the updates and check our records we don't we don't leave the building oh that's interesting that's that's good to add to our our notes about the narrative um so the tpa uh, is a very serious organization we are chosen at a very young age to only do this what would happen if time and space 
just got all mixed up. Can you imagine the outcome? I don't think you understand the device that you have. Have you looked at an owner's manual? Have you seen all the repercussions of what can be done with this? Well, I, I never really had a manual. It's still kind of mysterious of how we've gotten a hold of the device in the first place. I mean... Right. Uh, which which device are you using? Um, We just call it the Extra Dimensional Portal. Uh, do you I have a I, model number? I do. It's a MJ-361137. You have what? Wait, how did you get a hold of that? That is a military uh, grade um, device. Well, like, I, how did I'm, you get a hold of that? I um, I'm, we're having trouble hearing you now. I, I think we're going through a tunnel. Um, uh, click. <laughs> A boring conversation anyway. So um <laughs> it looks like we have to recover Erica at some point. Um uh, Brian? I'm just going to Brian? I'm just I, yeah, I, I'm here. I have to ask. Um where did we get this portal from? Cause uh now that she mentions it, uh that does look like some sort of military uh markings on the well, side. We're of this going point. to talk about that at another time and and but you know, I'm gonna work on getting Erica back. Um, I'm just gonna end this episode. Um I just want to thank everyone for listening and um, thank you, David, for being here. And um, I'll thank Erica when we get her back. Um, hey, everybody, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Um, say goodbye, David. Uh, please don't cut me off. It's scary when you cut me off. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our new show.